Welcome to the Rick Helps Real Estate Show, where after a few minutes, you'll find that little voice in your head saying, why am I listening to this? Let's get this show going. Let's make it awful. Awful. Okay, first, I'm going to tell you that you need to understand why you want to buy a home before you can determine when you want to buy a home. So let me explain because there's an awful lot of numbers and thoughts and charts and opinions going around out there. But you have to determine yourself, I want to buy a home because, and what's the answer to that question first? Because I'm going to be here for a while. Because I'm paying really high rent, I'd rather own something. Or because it looks like everybody else is buying a home right now and I don't want to miss out on the opportunity because there aren't very many homes available and I better get one before everything's all gobbled up. That's probably the worst reason to determine when to buy a home. So let me say, tell you some of the things that I'm seeing in the real estate industry that bother me. And when I say bother me, it's, it's not my job to sell you a home. It's my job to help manage you through the transaction because it's, it's really difficult and it's challenging. And you can lose your shirt if you do it wrong. So it isn't my job to convince you that today's the day to buy a house. And I'm seeing way, way too much of that out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote some uh, things that I've seen just on Facebook alone. Here's one quote. Climbing home sales and values are strong signs that the housing market is recovering. No, it's not. Climbing home sales and values is an indication that we have an inventory shortage because people are afraid to put their house on the market. There's already some areas of the country that are seeing inventory grow, like Pennsylvania. Now, in Arizona, we're not seeing that. But here's what else is being touted out there as, as a fact, that, that just because there's a recession, that doesn't mean that house prices decline. So they point at three or four recent recessions back in the 80s, 90s, and the big one in 2008, and they show that Two out of the three that took, took place prior to 2008, real estate prices actually went up, and they did. And there was one in 91 where real estate prices went down about 8 or 9%. That's true. Then in 2008, they, they fell off a cliff. And my answer to that is we're not in a recession. We're damn near in a depression. We've got about... 25 million people that just are permanently not going to get their jobs back. And real estate prices are determined by two things. Number one, inventory, supply and demand. And number two, income stability. How long are you going to be comfortable with your income? Those of you that have jobs or go back to jobs, are you going to go back at the same wage or are they going to, is it going to be a lower wage? Are you going to be less hours? I doubt they're going to cut anybody's wages, but Maybe you're not going to get the 40 hours you were getting. Income stability determines buyer traffic. So when you're looking at these factors, you're looking at inventory, with inventory being low now, what it, what's it going to be like at the end of 2021 if all of a sudden inventory surges? 
if we get some relief from COVID-19, and God help us, we better get some relief soon. Otherwise, there's no economy to even talk about. But if inventory starts climbing, that's going to take the upward pressure off home prices. Now, my spider sense tells me that once the July numbers come out, and they are bad, we start showing recovery in May, and boy, economists and realtors and title people, here we go, here we go. We come out in July, the real estate numbers are going to look really, really good because people are buying homes like there's no tomorrow. But the other underlying economic data is going to be absolutely dismal. And looking at some of the data from uh, the feds, if, if they don't, they're saying that if they don't continue the $600 a month um, addition to unemployment, that the results are going to be catastrophic. So in July, the numbers are not going to look good. In October, we're going to begin to see inventory start to climb, and it may spike. Now, foreclosures take time, and foreclosures occur when people can no longer make the payment, and they can't sell their house, so they give it back to the bank. So I'm kind of on the fence about foreclosures happening because I think a lot of people still have too much equity to where if they can't make the payment, um, they can sell it even if they lower the price of the home, if the market gets kind of flooded and they lower the price. They've, they've still got an exit strategy. So I don't see a wave of foreclosures like we had in 2009, 10, and 11. So, but I do see a severe softening. So um, don't rush out thinking you got to buy a house right now because there isn't going to be any. Uh, there may not be any next week based on how things are trending. <laughs> we're we're going to be below 8,000 sellable units. So, um, so just make sure that you're looking at independent data and you're not just looking at inside the industry data. And what I mean by that, realtors telling you it's going to be great. Title agencies telling you it's going to be great. Lenders telling you it's going to be great. Look at, look at real data, data that doesn't have opinions, data that shows you whether inventory is going up or down, data that looks forward, forward-leading indicators, not lagging indicators. If I tell you that May was a great month, what's that tell you about August? Nothing. It tells you May was great. What kind of indicators do we see that's going to tell us about August? Well, if inventory is starting to go up, that's going to give you an indication that August may be a little relief for buyers, no more bidding wars. So watch the data, independently read the data, stay informed. Mm -hmm.